Hi, hello, and welcome to the first ever Boltology podcast. My name is Victor Monroy, and I'm the host of this podcast. Um, let me introduce myself a little bit. Um, my name is Victor Monroy. I've uh, been a Charger fan since 2008. It's a funny story. Um, I, uh, the way I became a Charger fan, growing up, I used to play football at least three times a week with my friends. Uh, we all lived really close to each other, so we used to play like three times a week. And I had a friend, or still have a friend, David. Shout out to David. David Munoz, that's a shout out to you. Um, he's an Eagles fan. And I really, really got into football, so um, at the t I live in Orem, Utah, and still lived in Utah. I pretty much lived in Utah my whole life, but growing up, we used to play. And I asked David, hey, is there any football teams in San Diego? Because I was born in San Diego, but raised here. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's the Chargers. I'm like, oh, cool. So I decided to watch a game that week, and it was the Chargers versus Patriots. Chargers won like 31 to like 10 or something. I don't remember. Matt Castle was playing that game. It's the game we like dominated them. I think it was a Sunday nighter. But yeah, that was uh, my first Charger game. And ever since then, I, I've been hooked. Um, I've... I used to, I haven't watched every single game, especially growing up, because I, I didn't have um, Sunday ticket. But if I couldn't watch it, I would go on NFL.com on my computer and just score, watch the game. And if there was like an interception or touchdown, I'd just be celebrating. Um, but yeah, I've been a Charger fan since then. Uh, watched a lot of Charger games, been a diehard fan. Uh, ride and dive with my Chargers, which mostly die, as most of you know, because it's been rough, but it's also been a fun journey. Um, another couple things about myself, if I had to tell you my favorite games, if I had to give you my top three favorite Charger games, um, let's see. Number one would probably be the recent one in 2018, um, the Chargers versus Chiefs. I'm sure some of you guys have that as your favorite game. Um, that was one of my favorite ones. It felt like a playoff game for some reason, especially since we haven't beaten the Chiefs at that point since like 2013. And I think that was the year we swept the Chiefs. And the last time we swept the Chiefs. Um, that's my favorite game. <laughs> my second favorite game would probably be the 2009 um, Rivers uh, like last minute touchdown to visit Jackson versus the Giants in 2009. Uh, yeah, because I was a Charger fan in 2008 and I've around this time I found out about the rivalry we had with Giants, especially with Eli. And I really wanted Rivers to beat the Giants and it wasn't his best game. I think he threw two picks and I think he threw an interception in like the last five minutes and I remember thinking it was over at that point. But yeah, we ended up winning that game. And I guess my third favorite game would be the Colts versus Chargers playoff game 2008 season with the Darren Sproles walk-off touchdown. That, that was beautiful. 
But yeah, I'm wondering what's what what are your favorite games and how long have you guys been a Charger fan for? I, I really love hearing how long people have been fans for and their history and how they found out about it and what their favorite games are. I went to a I went to a Charger bar back in I think it was 2016, the 2016 season in Las Vegas and ever since then uh, i've always wanted to experience something like that again because it was so amazing it was the chargers versus falcons game the the one where we were getting killed but then came back and won um yeah i just i really remember that game and i really remember being in that charger bar and ever since then i it's, it's, it's that 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 atmosphere was just amazing and that and the environment was just amazing and ever since then i've been looking for something like that too and i got to know like a lot of charger fans as well too and got to hear their stories and how they became charger fans or how long they were fans for so i really love to hear how long you guys been charger fans and what your favorite games are and what they mean to you um and then another thing i also about me is um so i'm an actor um i've been an actor for the past i don't know five years um since since covid i've been kind of taking like a little bit of a break i wanted to actually start up a charger podcast and i actually tried to do it earlier this year um i have the equipment and stuff for it and i tried doing it earlier this year and it just didn't come out very well. Um, I'm still trying to figure out the mic, so sorry if you can still hear me like breathing, or if you can hear the background noise, or if you can hear me like, I don't know. If you can hear anything, I'm really sorry. I'm still trying to figure out. Please bear with me. I promise I'll get this figured out. But yeah, I tried doing that one. Uh, I tried doing one um, earlier this year, and it just didn't come out that good. So this is my second attempt. Um, yeah, and the reason I'm also trying to push even harder this time around is I I recently lost I had, well I recently lost some of my jobs. Um, it was my full time job. They let me go, and I decided instead of jumping back on another job and focusing on that, I should try to give the podcast a chance and really try and focus on that. And this is my attempt, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much me. My name is Victor, Charger fan since 2008, 27 years old, got a nine-year-old, a fiance of for going to be five years next week or two weeks. And yeah, that's my story. So let's get into this first episode of Boltology. All right, <clears throat> so. On some Charger news, Chargers are reporting back to training camp on July 27th. I don't know if any of you guys saw that or saw it on the Charger website. Um, I know they're going to have some free, some open practices that are free. You can go on the Charger website and sign up there because they're having a lot of open practices as well as as the charger fest or i forget what it's called but it's the one where you go to the stadium and watch them practice um i'll put the link in that in my in my description so if you guys are interested but yeah you can send it for free free of charge if i was in la that's the first thing i would be doing so make sure 
go support your Chargers. Go give that a shot if you're in the area. And if you're, especially if you're going to be there for a few days around that time, it's free. So, yeah, I would sign up for that. Um, and then I don't know. I'm sure most of you guys saw, but David DeCastro got released from the Steelers. Um, he was set to make $8 million this year, and I thought that was kind of weird because he was... I know he was a little bit injured last year, and I at first I thought he missed like half the season, but when I looked into it, it only looks like he missed three games. So I, I, I did some digging into that to see what was going on to that, with that because I was, um, I'm interested because I don't think our O-line is fixed yet. I think we still have a lot of missing, well, I shouldn't say missing pieces. I just don't trust our depth. And I know, I forget the guard we signed from the Lions, Aboshi, Abu, Aboshi, I forget how to pronounce it. But I know he had a solid season last year and that was his first solid season in a while. And I would honestly feel more comfortable with David with David DeCastro. I know, um, I know there's a rumor speculating or there was a report saying that the reason he got cut was because of an ankle injury. It was a chronic ankle injury. But I think there was a report just recently dropped saying that there was no injury involved. So it's very conflicting. Um, The reason why they released them was uh, having to do with cap space. But I don't know how much of that is true or if it's the Castro's agent or someone trying to put out that information so they can, you know, try it. Someone else can try to sign them. I don't know. Don't really know how that works, but I know he was set to make $8 million this year and he's fair. I mean, he's not, he's not old, terribly old, but he's not young either. He's 31 years old. And for the last two years, I think for the last four years, he's only given up two sacks because I know or yeah two sacks i think it was two sacks he's given up in the last four years which is really good and this past year in 2020 he only gave up two penalties that's it and i think one was a false start and one was a holding penalty Uh, i know it depends on where you go online obviously but i know I think Bleacher Report has the Bengals signing them and the Raiders for a potential landing spot or the Rams. I know um, other reports like NBC has the Chargers um, as a potential landing spot. Uh, I keep seeing the Bengals and the Raiders and the Rams um, as the big ones. I also saw the Ravens, but I don't know. Personally, if you ask me, I think it's worth a shot. I don't think we have enough depth at the offensive line. And honestly, I'm fine giving him, if you ask me, I give him a one-year prove-it deal to see how how he does. I, I tell him to one year, if he was set to make $8 million, which isn't terrible for a, for a guard, I think that's a fair price. I think for one year, I'm willing to give him a one-year $7 million contract or a two-year $14 million contract and take a swing because the goal is to protect your quarterback. The goal is to make sure Justin Herbert stays upright and can deliver a ball downfield or at least be protected. (laughs) 
same with the running game. I I know our running backs. Eckler got injured last year. Justin Jackson was seems like he's always injured, and I I think we need to protect them as well too, and also give them a chance to like run through those holes and make big runs. I. There are a lot of reports saying that the Chargers do have like a top five, top 10 offensive line, but I don't think that's true. If you ask me, I still think we're in the top 15, which it's a lot better than what we've been since as far as I can even remember. Last time I even remember having a good offensive line was like the 2009 season. And even then I think it was mediocre at best. So in a way we're moving up. but not where we want to be for sure. And I think David DeCastro can make that jump. And at worst, if he gets injured, well, we have Obushi and um, I think I pronounced his name wrong, so sorry, but the guy we signed from Detroit has depth and the garbage drafted this year. So I don't know, if you ask me, I think I think it's, it's worth a sign, at least for a one-year contract for a prove-it deal or a two-year contract front-loaded the first year so at least if he stays injured we can at least if he continues to be injured there's an out but i don't know what do you guys think do you guys think we should keep him do you think we should sign him because honestly i think we could use the depth but yeah feel free to comment on the sections below or you can tweet me at boltology on twitter um excuse me excuse me but yeah, that's that's one of the potential. Excuse me, man. <laughs> Keep burping. Sorry, um, but I think that's a potential signing we can have. Um, but go ahead and tweet me at bolt underscore ology on Twitter and let me know what you think because I really would like to hear because I'm that one guy that that has very. I'm just, I just like hearing other people's opinions. And a lot of you guys have good options, good opinions, and I really like hearing what you guys have to say, so feel free to tweet me. Um, all right, so today's episode, there's a couple. We're going to touch on two topics. For the first part, we're going to talk about what I expect from the Chargers defensively this year. And then for the next part, we're going to talk about... Um, if uh, we have any missing pieces left on the on this team, which we do. But for the first part, we're going to talk about what I expect defensively from the Chargers this year. Um, so we have a new 17-game season this year, so we went up. Last year was 16, this year 17, so it's one more extra game. And uh, there's a lot. I kind of... I kind of have a big, I have a huge expectations for this coaching staff, particularly with Brandon Staley. I think he's an amazing coach. I was really for this signing. Um, I don't know if you guys listen to, well, they don't make podcasts as frequently anymore, but the Lightning Round podcast with uh, Jamie Hoyle and Garrett Sisley. Shout out to those guys. But I don't know if you guys listen to them, but they're one of my favorite Charger podcasters. Um, I think they have really great insight and they bring up good points. And one of them 
was um, bringing in Brandon Staley. I, I did some digging of my own and just saw how much he influenced players and how much he's impacted players so when we signed him I was really excited and as the months have gone on and hearing him talk at press conferences hearing and hearing how players talk about him and hearing hearing how excited he sounds for this season got is getting me all excited so that's why I'm doing this first episode on the defense and and I think he can improve this defense tremendously um and here's what I kind of expect. So this year, this past year, I should say, this past year, we ranked 18 in rushing defense, fifth in passing defense, and 10th in overall defense. Now, like at first glance, those numbers don't look too bad. But compared to like Staley, Staley's Rams, they're in a whole different universe. The Rams ranked last year with Staley under them, uh, calling the defensive plays. The, the Rams ranked in third in rushing defense, first in passing defense, and first in overall defense. So it's a pretty big difference compared to our 18th rushing defense, fifth passing defense, and 10th overall defense, especially that rushing defense. It, it's a big difference. And if like we take a deeper look into this too, the Chargers allowed 26.6 points per game. And I mean, it, it kind of makes sense because I was actually talking to one of my Charger buddies about this recently, and he was surprised to find out that we were letting allowing 26 points per game. And to me, it didn't make, to me, it made, makes a bunch of sense because it felt like last year we started off solid defensively and then later in the game we would start giving up or we would start breaking down and there'd be big play after big play after big play. Like, it, it was pretty bad. Like, I won't forget when Nelson Aguilar torched Casey Hayward for 45 yards and like when Drew Locke, Locke, Drew Locke scored 21 an unanswered points in the fourth in the fourth quarter, like in the fourth quarter, and we lost that game. And I think, to a degree, the players do have a fault in that, because how do you allow someone to score 21 unanswered points? But I think a big person to blame would be Gus Bradley. The guy was way too stubborn to change his defense. He was way too stubborn to adjust. He would continue to stick with a cover three defense and would just, I don't know, like he just, he was just way too stubborn. And I think Gus Bradley cost us a lot of games. And yes, the players do have oh, a hand in that because they're on the fields and they, they're the ones that have to stop them. But it's kind of hard to stop it's kind of hard it's, it's kind of hard to hold an offense up when they know exactly what you're going to call and they know how to how to how to combat it and when your defensive coordinator's too stubborn then you got a problem but yeah i, I last season we allowed 26 points per game our defense which isn't great but compared to the rams 
They were 19 points per game. 19.30. That's how many points they would allow per game. And they rank second in the league. So it's a big difference because we were we were, we would allow 26.60 points per game and we were ranked 23rd in the league with the Rams 19.30 and they were allowed second and then they were ranked second. So, yeah, that, that kind of says a lot. Uh, I just I hate to put a lot of the blame on the, on on Gus, on Gus Bradley because I mean, he, the defense, the, the players do have to make a play, and they're the ones on the field that are getting paid to stop the offense. But come on, man! Like your, your play calling was very predictable, and you got dirt, and I, and and they, he would just get very conservative when we would have a lead, and it just it just wasn't great. And I don't know. I'm I'm really excited to see what state they can spring to this defense because I think there's going to be a really big difference, a really big difference in this defense. And I don't know. Like, take a look at this step. A big factor was our third down conversions. So uh, defensively, so the Chargers would allow the opposing offense to convert 43.63% of the time, which I'm sure doesn't sound too bad. Where it's like, oh, that's not bad. That means we were, they, they weren't converting that offense if it's only 40% of the time, but that's that's not great. We ranked 22nd in the league with that. It's it's not great. And if we look at Staley's, um, if we look what Staley did with the Rams last year, they only allowed 35.74, which was ranked fourth in the league. So, that's a, again, that's another big difference. So, I feel like Staley can make a big diff, can make a big impact on this on this defense. Uh, I, I don't know. This this might be a hot take, but personally, if you ask me, and I'm sure I'm, I'm, I might be a bit biased, but I think we have a a little bit more talented players on the defense than what the Rams had. And I think Staley can make that work. Besides Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, and you can even make an argument with the Donald, but I think I think we have more talent defensively than what the Rams do, and I'm excited to see what Staley can do with that. Because our numbers statistically look decent last year, but then when you compare them to Staley's Rams, whew, big difference. They blow us out of the water, and it explains why they were so good last year. Um, because I don't know, like Staley just has. Oh, excuse me. I don't know. I don't know. Staley just has a. Staley's defense is really complex and very creative. Like, uh, I even think Drew Brees, when he went down to the Chargers practice uh, minicamp recently, uh, was quoted saying, I have no idea what I was looking at. I have no idea where, who was who, because they were just aligned differently. And he, he was just very confused. And even Joe, Joe Lombardi was like, when, when asked about Staley's defense, he replied back with, oh yeah, when you figure it out, let me know. Like, 
there this defense is very creative and complex which i think benefits us in a sense because i i don't think we have at least the d-line wise besides joey bosa and maybe novosu i don't think we have much depth nor i don't want to say star power but i guess star power to to rely on just that front that front front line but um yeah i don't know well what do you guys think am i wrong do you think our d-line is good or do you think it needs to improve and uh and though i i again i feel like our edge rushers pass rushers are lacking i think staley can do a good job covering that up with what with how creative he is defensively um because if you look about i don't know if you look if you look at what staley did last year he 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 used dbs defensive backs safeties corners in like the most weirdest positions they 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 were doing more than just what your standard DB does. They they would be playing. They'd be playing inside the box. They'd be blitzing. They they would stop the run. They would they would they would. They it, it, it was just more than what the defense what a standard defense does. And that's another thing what I'm excited for because defensively and sack wise, we were pretty bad last year. We were really bad. We ranked twenty. Where, where did we rank? I think we finished with 27 sacks last year, and we ranked 25th in the league. You know who was in the bottom of the league? The Bengals. You know how many sacks they had? 17. That's 10 less than what we had. We were almost seven spots away, and, we, and we'd be... Look, our defense just wasn't good last year. We had... We had 27 sacks and ranked 25th, which isn't good. And our sack leader was... Our sack leader had 7.5 sacks, which was Bosa. And then if you compare that to the Rams... Excuse me. If you compare that to the Rams, the Rams had 53 sacks. 53 sacks and ranked second. And our... Again, ours was 27th. Our sack leader was Bosa, and he had 7.5 sacks. The Rams sack leader was Aaron Donald, and he had 13.5 sacks. Yeah, Bosa was kind of doing it on his own last year, and it was a, it wasn't a pretty year last year. But like, take a look at this. So the Rams sack leader, Aaron Donald, 13.5 sack. Chargers sack leader, Bosa, was 7.5. Our second ranked. Uh, sack leader was Nowosu with 4.5. 4.5. And he wasn't even a starter, and he was our second sack leader. Now, if we flip over to the Rams, they had Leonard Floyd with 10.5. Our top five sack leaders was Bosa with 7.5, Nowosu with 4.5, Jerry Tillery with 3, Isaac Rochelle with 2.5, and Nick Vigil with 2. With the Rams, their top five sack leader was Aaron Donald with 13.5, Leonard Floyd with 10.5, Morgan Fox with six, Michael 
Brokers with five and Sam Ubukum, uh, Ubukum? Uh, I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. I know I am. With 4.5. The Rams' fifth sack leader, their top five sack leader, had 4.5. That's uh, that's their fifth leader. Our second was 4.5. Nuosu, who wasn't even a starter. That's a big difference. That's a big difference, and I think that's what Staley's going to come here and fix. I think we're going to get a lot of pressure this year. I think Bosa's numbers are going to go up. I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up getting 15 sacks. Uh, I wouldn't even be surprised if Nobosu got like 10 or 12. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a breakout year. Uh, I do, again, think we lack at the D-line, but I think that's why we have... That's why we have Staley, because I think you'll get creative, and and it's not going to be your standard defense. So I'm excited to see how that turns out, and I'm excited to see where, where that goes. Um, but, yeah, uh, we'll see, because defensively, this, this is going to be... This is going to be a big year for us. I, I don't think we'll be... I don't think we'll be like a top five defense. I don't think we'll be the number one defense or number three. But I think we'll be a top ten. Like a true top ten. Not like a statistic top ten. Like how we were last year. But like a true top ten. I think we can be around 45 sacks this year which if that happened this past year that would mark us as eighth in the league i think we had 45 sacks this past year that would mark us yeah eight in the league with tied with the saints i i'm excited to see what again what staley can do and yeah i'm i'm ex i'm have High expectations for this defense, and I think we're we're gonna see something special. And I I know I haven't seen Staley co be a head coach yet, and and be in those game time situations and make those game time decisions. But I think I think we have something special with him, and I think we have something special with this team. And out of my However many years I've been a Charger fan, this year seems different, and I hate to be hype it up because every year we get hyped up, and every year there's always like, oh, Chargers are the dark horse of the year, or Chargers could win the could could win the division this year, or Chargers can go to the playoffs, and then we end up finishing eight and eight, or five and eleven, or six and ten, or whatever. But this year seems different. This year seems really different. I've never, never in my X amount of years seen something like this. And I'm excited to see. I, I haven't seen players this excited. I haven't seen coaching staff this excited. I remember when we hired Lynn, I was, I was excited because he, he did, it was a breath of fresh air than what we had with McCoy. But I'll tell you right now, after during year two in the 2018 season, I was calling for his head halfway through the season. Yes, we finished 18. I'm sorry. Yes, we finished 13 and three. But throughout that whole season, I realized that Anthony Lynn ain't it because our team didn't look ready. 
our team looked like they were lacking. There was a lot of games where we allowed the team to come back, and there was a lot of games where the ball bounced our way and we got lucky. And I was calling for a head. You can even go back and look at my tweets from 2018 and see that I was calling for his head. Regardless, I, I've never seen anybody... I haven't seen any players or coaching staff or anybody this excited. And I'm excited to see what Brandon Steely can bring to this team. Because I think we, we have something special here. And I think we'll be a true, a true top 10 defense. But let me know what you guys think. Let me know, do you, do you think we have what it takes to be a top 10 defense? Or do you still think we, we're missing too many pieces? Now, on my final part here, my final segment, um, we're going to talk about missing pieces that I think we're, that the Chargers still need. Um, so here's my, personally, if you ask me, my top four. Uh, number four, tight end. I think Jared Cook, we can work with what we got with Jared Cook. I still think he has some gas in the tank. I'm excited to see what Parham can bring to the table. And Anderson looked pretty good the last few weeks of last year. The last few games of the last... Ah, he looked good the last few games of the season. But I still think we lack in that. And that's my number four spot of concern is tight end. Number three is offensive guard. I, I, I still think we don't have enough depth. And if somebody were to go down... That's a big issue. That's why I would like the Chargers to sign DeCastro. But, again, we'll, we'll see where that goes. But I could be wrong. My second spot of concern is cornerback. We got Michael Davis, Chris Harris Jr., and Asante Samuel Jr., who most likely will be the starters. And if one of them were to go down, we're in trouble. We, I don't think we have good quality depth at corner. And that's really concerning for me, especially with this is a passing league, especially since Patrick Mahomes is in our division and we don't know the Aaron Rodgers situation. Uh, and there's a chance he doesn't go over to Denver this year, but regardless, um, it's, it's a big concern cornerback but my number one position of concern is pass rusher I, I, I don't think we have enough quality DNs or edge rushers I because uh, if Bosa gets injured again or if Nowosu gets injured or if any of them get injured or both of them we're in trouble I, I don't think we have quality pass rushers I know Jerry Tillery showed some flashes here and there last year, but he was very, very inconsistent. And I don't know, if you, if you ask me, i he's a solid piece, but I, I don't think he's going to live up to be that first round pick quality, at least as of right now. And I could be wrong, because I'm wrong all the time, and I make bad predictions all the time, but that's just personally what I think. Um, I'm... And... I don't know. I, I really wish the Chargers would have kept Melvin Ingram. 
because I, I think at that point he would he should at that point he should have stayed and been a rotational piece but I know it doesn't work like that because it's kind of like going into a job going into work and finding out that you're being replaced or your role is being reduced or you're like a manager at a, at a job and then one day they're like hey so um, you're gonna be an assistant manager and this guy's the new manager and you're just gonna support him so I, I, I know I, I know it could be weird and I know that's probably another reason why they didn't sign him but I re-signed him but I I really would have liked it, the captain, because I think he would have been a nice rotational piece. Um, and then, like, Isaac Rochelle had 2.5 sacks this year, but he's gone. And uh, 2.5 isn't much, but he's gone, and he was he was a quality dad. So I'm really concerned about our edge rushers or pass rushers position because I think we are really missing a lot of pieces. And I really would like to see if Tom Telesco could... I don't know, sign someone with one of those weird late cuts or late releases in the season or trade for someone. And I know that's not very likely because Tom Telesco doesn't really do that. But I would feel better if we can sign one more. Oh, sorry if you can hear that motorcycle in the background. But anyways, I really would like to see Tom Telesco sign one more quality piece on on a pass rusher or at least trade for one because i am very concerned because the thing is you can have great corners but if you don't have quality pressure pass rushers defensive end edge, rush, edge rushers whatever if you don't have quality pass rushers it doesn't matter if you have a jalen ramsey they're gonna get burned because you can't get pressure which gives the quarterback time to throw and I think that's why defensive end is the most important position, if you ask me. And even with great pass rush, if you have great pass rush, great pass rushers, great pressure, you don't have to have the best corners. It helps, but you can have, you know, average, solid, maybe a little below average DBs and get away with it. That's not our case, but I'm just saying, if we can get a solid, at least one more piece, someone to bring in pressure. I'd feel a little less concerned if Bosa or Nervosu were to get injured because those guys are the most important piece of that D-line right now. Um, but yeah, I, I, know, I know most people are worried about corner and that's my second need my second i'm sorry that's my second spot of concern because again if michael davis were to go down or chris harris jr or asante samuel jr or they just struggle that season we don't have quality depth we we, we have brandon face on and campbell as our depth and that doesn't sound very good <laughs> So, I don't know. That's 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 a concern too. I, I I know a lot of people don't like this idea, but Richard Sherman's still out there. Why not give him a one-year deal? And he doesn't have to play corner. 
especially with Staley's defense, we we can make this work in, uh, another way. He he play. Here's the thing: Staley's defense is very different and complex. It's not your traditional defense. He moves his pieces around. We'll definitely see games where we'll see Derwin James at the line. We'll see maybe Michael Davis at the line or Chris Harris Jr. We'll see them blitzing and pass rushing. We'll see them in weird spots because that's the type of defense Staley runs. So if we can get like, I don't know, maybe Richard Sherman, I don't think it'd be a bad idea. Uh, I'd give him a one-year deal, maybe a two-year deal, and see how that pans out. But if we can get one more piece like that, I think we're very solid. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think? Do you think I'm crazy for wanting Richard Sherman? But I don't know. Um, tell me, what, what what do you guys think? Do we? Do you think we need edge rushers? Do you think we need cornerbacks? What what do you, what do you think is important? But anyways that's the end of this episode um that's all i got for you today i'm gonna come out with the next episode soon here and it's gonna be about the offense so what i expect from the offense and um yeah we'll we'll jump on that thanks for sticking around for everybody that's still here i really appreciate that and it's my first episode i'm sure it's a little choppy and a little awkward but thanks for sticking through it um, if you're interested, follow me on Twitter at bolt underscore underscore ology and subscribe to my channel and let me know what you guys think because I really, really do like hearing you guys' thoughts because I, I don't know, I really love our community. I really love, I really love everyone's thoughts and opinions and especially with our team because we're just a big Charger fan. But anyways, thanks for watching, subscribe and bolt up.